same cats, especially black cats. They denote something. But it's not always so. So you should, you should, sometimes you have to feed those animals. Those animals. I, I remember a time before my father would pass away, um, we had cats as pets. I love cats. I don't, I've never eaten a cat before, please. <laughs> but I love them because of what they did that I saw. So we were, we were cats in the house, and my father had a well in his throat and before he died and all that. And every time you will see that a cat will pick up that sickness and die. And then my father will recover. Then he goes back again. So all the cats in the house, our cats died. When the last cat died, that was when my father was also able to pass away. He took his death and died. Some of you don't understand these things. By habits, there are some pets in your life that you must take care of with everything, with love. They can die for you. I'm not talking about dogs who come and defend. No, not necessarily that aspect. Sometimes, some animals who have died as pets in your life did not die because they had to die. They died because you had to die and they took your place. But you just did not know. But one day you will be told, you will know. Some things will be exposed to you. We saw it take place. I was very young, but I understood those things as I was growing up. Now, having understood this, the number of demons on earth is much more than the number of human beings on earth. So, scripture talks about how that a man of the gathering was being possessed by a legion of demons, that is 12,000 demons, he alone. So, there are diverse. A person can be possessed by diverse spirits. However, the good news again is that the angels on earth are equally much more than the demons. Which means the population of even angels is much more than the population of humans. Because scripture says that every person or every human have angels who are uncountable around them, including unbelievers. Okay. You can still be judged by questions. However, knowing that a demon or more than one demon can possess one body, having that knowledge, no demon, no spirit, even including the Holy Spirit, cannot possess you without your permission. The Holy Spirit cannot enter into you. No spirit can enter into you forcefully or violently without your permission. Every spirit that will need to possess you will need to ask for permission because this frame or this body was given to you by God. It is your possession. And anyone who will need to come in will need to knock before entering. So when you have your own house or when you have an apartment, before someone even enters, even though you know they are coming to you, before they even enter the knock, they say, oh, oh, oh. Enter, enter, enter. Right? Before any demon will come into your life, before any spirit will enter into your life, it first knocks into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the day you receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and you said, Father, forgive me my sins, for I denounce the devil and I receive you into my life. That was when he entered. 
because you gave him permission. But all along he was around, but he never entered until you gave him permission. So there are people who, even though they are unbelievers and have an aspect of God, yet they don't have the Holy Spirit because they've not given him permission to enter. You can allow spirits to enter into you verbally or non-verbally. Knowingly or unknowingly, intentionally or unintentionally, which means that a demon can possess a man, an unbeliever, even without knowing that they have granted the demon permission. Because there are diverse ways of granting permission. There are many ways we can allow demons to influence our lives without having to see that these spirits come and do this. No. There are many doorways in our human spirit that are closed by the Holy Spirit, that are sealed up by the Holy Spirit. But there are things we can do to open up these extremities or these portals in our body to this kind of spirits. Are we here? So if you see a demon in the life of a person, that person gives permission to that spirit to enter. The same way we give permission to the Holy Spirit to enter. Are we okay? Are we okay? I am teaching you this because if you are not knowledgeable about spirit, they will mess up your life. Some of them can be in your life and you will not even know they are with you or they are in you. <laughs> they will tell you when you even challenge. One time um, I was speaking to someone who had some issues and God, what are you talking about? What are you saying about this issue? Then quickly the Lord said, This person is in this issue because of having engaged in some issues. I think having issues with the microphone. This person, thank you, this person is in this particular issue because of something they did together. Alright. When I spoke to this person that the reason why you are having this issue with this person is because of this thing you have done. So Bishop, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, okay, if you don't think so, I leave my case. Because there's a point when I can discuss things with you from the flesh, and you maybe say you will be debating, say oh, it's not this, it's this. Don't be talking. I can go ahead with the conversation. But the moment God speaks, and I tell you, and you tell me, I won't talk further because this is God, and we can't be defending the word of God. It, it is, it defends itself until now that the person says, "Okay, we should understand." And now marriage is in plan. You can't go for that. But even so, it is important for us to have knowledge about the spirits we are dealing with and how they enter into our lives. Scripture says in the book of Hosea, it forces that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. When you are knowledgeable about spirits, you can be able to deal with them and also handle your own body. 
When you are knowledgeable about yourself, there are things you will know you are capable of. And yet, perhaps you are waiting for your father to come and do it for you. And perhaps you are waiting for a man of God to come and do it for you. Yet, you are capable of it. But you just not matured your spirit to that level. Now, quickly, there are some people who have said that fallen angels are demons simply because the Bible never tells us of the origin of demons. And they misquote this. I want to explain this to you and then teach you about the spirits and their names and how to cast them out. So that some of you begin to see some examples of it in your life and you begin to deal with it in this aspect. So then you go into the book of Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. The book of Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Alright. When men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born again, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fed, and they took wives of all they desired and chose. Okay. So, scriptures the sons of God saw them to be fair, and they took wives of them, and they brought children. Now, this is what you're supposed to understand here. The sons of God, these are not the fallen angels. These are watchers over the second heavens. And they are watchers over the human soul on earth. As of that time, there was nothing like apostle, prophet, pastors to be watchers over your soul. But then, these angels were watchers. And they came in human form on earth. But when they saw women, they began to feel something. They are wanting them to and then they wanted to go ahead. Now, come on, move on. Let's do it from here. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not forever dwell and strive with man. Okay. For he also is flesh. Okay. But his day shall yet be one twenty years. Because of this thing that took place between the angels and man, God says, I'm not going to allow men to leave that long for wickedness to spread on the earth. I'm going to leave, make them live to one twenty years. So then the age of man began to be cut down to 120. Even about a man of God, a man in the Bible who even gave birth to someone at the age of 900. He was 900 years and he was still fit to perform. Some gave birth at the age of 600, 620. They gave birth. Look now that some of me, 50, 60, they are not strong to do this. You understand me? The Lord himself was the one who was cutting down the age of man. So our weakness will not spread so they can make heaven. Remember the scripture we went last week. Okay. There were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God lived with the daughters of men, and they brought children together. Okay. So these were the sons of God, which were angels that slept with men, humans. But you see, as much as they slept with these humans, their offsprings became giants. Please follow the teachings carefully. Their offsprings became giants. So, angels or waters, they slept with humans, women, and they gave birth to giants. Okay. Now, let's move to Exod, uh, the book of Enoch. Chapter 15, first in all of these are on your phone. First in all, 15, 1 to 10. We understand something from this place. Okay, go on. So the book of Enoch 15, verse 1 to 10. Here's the word of God. Then addressing me, he spoke and said, Here, neither be afraid, O righteous Enoch, 
thou scribe of righteousness, approach Peter and hear me and hear my voice. Paul said to the watchers of heaven, who have sent thee to pray for them? You ought to pray for men and not men for you. So God is saying that angels are the ones supposed to be praying for men and interceding for men and not meant to pray for angels. Because when Enoch met these angels in the second heaven, they were in so much pain and agony and in so much shambles that they were telling Enoch to talk to God on their behalf. And God says, now, go and tell them that they are not, they are not supposed to be the one praying for angels, but the angels praying for you and looking after you. And yet, if you do that, First Enoch chapter 15, 1 to 10. Okay. Wherefore have you forsaken the lofty and holy heaven, which endures forever, and have made with women, and defiled yourself with the daughters of men? So the heaven was made for you, your abode was there. Yet you left that abode, your, your holy place, your proper place, you left. And you went to dwell with men for wives. And yet you are spiritual beings. Because I said, you are spiritual beings. You are not supposed to have wives. Wives were made for men on earth. Because they are mortals. As you read, you see it there. But you have taken them and have defiled thyself. For their sake. You have taken to yourselves wives. Have acted like the sons of the earth. And have begotten an impious offspring. Verse 3. You, being spiritual, holy and possessing a life which is eternal, have polluted yourselves with women. So there is a way where the spirit can pollute itself with women. There is a way where a man can pollute, a woman can pollute a man. I will go into it. So I don't step on anyone's foot. Have polluted yourselves with women. So instead of pollution, the Lord says to become a helper. Have begotten in carnal blood. Have lasted in the blood of men. And have done as those who are flesh and blood do. So this one is orange or sexual stuff, intimacy, is for those who have blood, not for spirits. So if the angels can equally enjoy intimacy only when they have a human form. But when you have a human form, they can't enjoy it. But this one was made, God made specifically for us. Demons now enjoy this. Angels now enjoy this. Other spirits now accept men. Okay. Now we go on. Let's go. These however die and perish. They don't keep this because men die and perish. So for their legacy to keep on, they have to have sex and give birth. But you don't die and perish. So why would you want to have? So one of the reasons why we have intimacy is because of the fact that we die and perish. Having intimacy is not only because uh, how do you call it? For progression. No, it's not only for progression. It's because we die and perish. I wish you understand what I'm talking about here. Therefore, I have given to them what? Okay. 
that's been my for okay. them. Okay. That sounds might be born of them. Okay. And that this might be transacted onto heaven. Okay. Sorry, onto earth. This transaction must go on on heaven. It's not a transaction in heaven. So when we're in heaven, we will not be husband and wife in heaven. We will be there as one. Our 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 husband is Christ. We are the wives in heaven. There is nothing like we were in heaven. No. But this one is only on earth. But you from the beginning were made spiritual, possessing a life which is eternal, and not subject to death forever. Therefore, I made not wise for you. Because being spiritual, your dwelling is in heaven. States. Now the giants who have been born of spirits and of flesh. Now please listen. This is talking about it is a continuation of what happened in Genesis chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. It's a continuation. So now the giant that we are born, what happened now? Uh-huh. Of spirit and of flesh shall be God upon earth. Evil spirit. So this giants, when they die, their spirit will leave their body. And that spirit that leaves their body will be called what? Evil spirit. This spirit is what is called demons. Okay, please listen. When angels mated with man, they gave birth to giants. When these giants die, their spirit is called evil spirit. It is called demons. Are we here? Demons are not fallen angels. We will come to the fallen angels and what has happened to them. Fallen angels are not in operation currently. They are bound. Fallen angels are not demons. Fallen angels do not need a human body to operate. They can operate without a human body. When a fallen angel comes up right now, it can begin to be able to move a chair here and some things here, even without touching it. It is an ability of a spirit. The same way you see me and I'm beginning to minister and I stretch forth my hands and things begin to happen even without touching the person. It is because I am a spirit and it is an ability of the spirit to begin to use your spirit to affect another spirit. To use your spirit to also affect a human thing. It is an ability of the human spirit. But you can be here and open up a book which is home. When the Lord granted me access to some time when I was writing the exams, where I was in the exams, writing the exams, and I was opening a book up at home. Oh my goodness. It is an ability of the human spirit. Some of the things we, we, we term them and we limit them. Some of the things we call them remembrance. Remembrance. Where did that remembrance come from? You travel to remember something. The woman's spirit traveled to where the time he had read something and that thing was brought back into remembrance. The travel of the human spirit into the human mind. Okay. These demons came up. And scripture goes ahead to say something. That now these demons will remain on earth. This evil spirit will remain on earth. But the, the angels will return to the heavens in chains. Okay. So now, the demons remain on earth, still operating. Yet, the 
angels that came to do that with men will return to the heavens, the second heavens. Remember, we read a book, the book of Revelation, they said that angels, principalities, powers, and wickedness in high places in the second heavens. Ephesians 6, 12. Alright, but read the verse 9 to the verse 10. What then did these demons begin to do when they were on earth? Okay, that's what. That's not. Okay. The spirit of the giant shall be like glass. Okay. We shall oppress, corrupt, fall. So they will oppress. They will oppress. What would they oppress? When a demon is given permission to enter you, they oppress your human spirit. They oppress your senses. They oppress what you feel for. And they begin to give you what they want you to feel. They oppress your ability to think well and they begin to make you think the way they want you to think. So that when a demon which is full of an ability of making you mad enters into you, it oppresses your ability to think well and then you begin to go to the bush to eat. You begin to go to the river down to drink water. You begin to go to the lagoon, perhaps maybe dirty, or the gutter. and you begin to pick food from the dustbins. Why? Because now it has oppressed your ability to think. So they have an ability to oppress your emotions. You are there, you know, this thing must be this way, but you are oppressed. So even though some of us are not being possessed by demons because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, many a times we allow these demons to oppress our feelings and how to think. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. You are just there and some, suddenly you are angry about someone. That emotion that was given to you was given to you by a spirit without you even knowing. But you must come to an, an, a, a consciousness of you knowing that this is not me. And you begin to cast out the influence of any spirit around you. Oh my goodness. Oh Can I go here? Can I go? Can I go? Okay. You are there. You are forgiven someone. Okay. And then suddenly you are there. The thing hits you up, up again. This person has done this thing to me. Maybe you pick up another person. The pain hits you. Regret hits you. Sorrow hits you. What do you think is going on? Your right senses are being oppressed. And a different sense is being given to you. But for you, they have that these demons have an ability to make you think they are not working in you. To make you think it's normal. But no. Having come to the knowledge of this word, that all these things are of God. Then he goes ahead to talk about what? Corrupt. They make people corrupt. They corrupt even your health. They corrupt the way you talk. You talk anyhow. You insult anyhow. They corrupt the way you talk. Anything that comes into your mind, you say. They corrupt. And they even make people corrupt even in offices and even in ages. Recently, the man of God was saying about, he believed that about 90% of the population of Ghana are people that are Christians, they are corrupt. Most Christians are the corrupt people. When they allow themselves to be influenced. But this influence came from angels who now gave birth by mating with humans and then they produces giants and this giant spirit became demons. Son of God. Move on again. Before, concern and bruised 
of the head Understand? They shall cause lamentation. Okay. They will cause what? Lamentation. You begin to lament. What is going on in my life? What am I doing? What has my future hopes? What is happening in my marriage? What is happening in my business? You begin to lament. So when you begin to complain, you begin to think too much. You have to begin to know that uh, is it God making me make plans or is it a spirit that wants to put depression upon me? So this depression and stuff comes from this spirit. They begin to make you lament. You begin to think about things you're not supposed to think about. Maybe a parent sickness, you begin to think about it. Begin, it also makes you even sick. You are not sick, you are healthy, but you begin to think about someone's sickness, maybe yourself becomes sick. Lamentations. Lamentations. They make you lament. Why is this week sales like this? That other week was good, right? Lamentations. Lamentations. But instead of you to say, Father, I thank you. I know it's going to be better. I know all things are happening for my good. They don't want you to do that. They rather want you to lament. And the more you lament and you speak those words, these spirits have an ability to operate because they are tested. We'll read it. They are tested. And they feed from these bad words. They feed from your fear to operate. All right, now I'm continue. No food shall they eat. No food shall they eat. And they shall watch you. And they shall be tested. They shall be tested. These demons won't eat physical food, yet they will be tested. They shall be concealed. Mm. They shall not rise up against the sons of God. But the good is they will not rise up against you and we. Amen. They will rise, but they will not win. They, oh, they will not win. But it is up to you to have this knowledge and operate against them. Don't allow them to make you lament. Don't, 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 those are not allowed to make you lament. Of all the numbers of witches we have in Ghana, 
ten of them have gone to the bank to waste steal money and bring to us. That's not misunderstanding. They don't even go to World Bank to go and bring money and escape and give it to Gadis that your economy is not good. Take this money and make the economy better. Why are they not being able to do that even as spirits? Because their thinking pattern is being suppressed and making them think in a particular way. Why should they make your life better? If you go to a fetish priest that you want them to give you A, B, C, D, they will give it to you, yes, fine, but they will equally give you another thing. Are you here? So let's assume you go to a fetish priest for healing. Scripture says, Jesus said, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. So how should I then cast out my own spirit? In other words, they saw Jesus working out miracles and they said Jesus was working out miracles by the divinations, by an evil spirit. How? Because evil spirits cannot cast out evil spirits. What it does is to suppress that spirit. So this is it. If someone has migraine and assuming an eye problem is higher than migraine, this fetish priest gives you an eye problem or an, a spirit that has that has an ability to give you an eye problem. They give you that spirit, and that spirit comes into agreement with the migraine. When it enters you, it suppresses the migraine, and then you begin to have eye problems. So when the man of God, when the, the person did it, oh, it worked, oh, but uh, I think now my eyes. None of them do anything for free. They use spirit to suppress. They never cast. No fetish priest can cast out the demon. This ability is given to we Christians. To be able to cast out a spirit, it is only the ability given to us Christians by God. The, the principle is set down. A kingdom that is developed against itself will not stand. What will the fetish priest gain by casting out that spirit out of you? What does it gain? It makes you even much more better. You come to it again. So it suppresses you with another spirit. Okay. Now, having known these demons, and me trying to explain further about these spirits, we have the spirit of deafness. But, you see, actually, they are not spirit of deafness. I don't know how to explain this to you for you to understand, but... Okay. The spirit of deafness, okay? It is called the spirit of deafness. Yet, when we say ears open, that spirit hears, and then your ear begins to hear. Now the problem here is that if the spirit is a deaf spirit, how then did it hear first? Then it means that now let's do this hypothesis. Then you are okay first. For me to heal someone who has deaf ear problem or deafness, for me to heal the person, it means that I must have healed that spirit that was deaf first before your ear can open. Then it means I have given healing to the spirit of deafness. When it goes out, 
to possess another person, that person cannot be having a deaf spirit. But it goes into another person and still makes the person deaf. What am I trying to say? The spirit of deafness is not death. It's not a spirit of deafness. It just has the ability of making one deaf. The demons, this guy, all these things I'm saying, they were taught by angels. It's like I have a child, and I'm teaching my child my business. I'm teaching my child how to become a man of God, or how to become a Christian. The same way these angels gave birth to their children, who were giants, and they taught them. And when they died, they did not forget it, because I said, when we die and we go to paradise or to heaven, God doesn't erase our memory. We still have memory. So when these spirits die, when these giants die, their spirits still have memory of what they were taught. Okay. So if I was being taught by my father how to make someone deaf, as a spirit, I begin to be tested to make people deaf. I can't eat, that's my food. So we can the spirit of poverty is not poor. Okay, the spirit of poverty is not poor at all. No, no, it's not poor. I'll explain. Because the spirit of poverty works with the spirit of failure. Okay, now, having the spirit of uh, poverty and the spirit of failure, it means that the spirit of failure, if it is failure itself, it has failure itself, it means that it must fail at everything it does. But the spirit of failure doesn't fail to possess a man. It's successful in possessing a man. Yet it's a spirit of failure. Yet it's successful in doing some things. So it's not that they are failures or they are the spirit of failure. They have that ability. I'll be okay The spirit of blindness. It is not actually blind on its own. It just has the ability to make the human blind. So if it is blind on its own, how did you see someone to enter? just has the ability to make one blind. So even though it can see and enters you, it makes you blind, but it can see. So then what it does for the human body, that for it to be able to operate well, it begins to increase the senses of the other part of the human body and suppress the sense of sight. Remember the scripture that they suppress. So it suppresses your sense of sight, and yet uplifts other senses of yours and say, well, even though they are blind, they, they can see where they are going because they have senses, they hear very sharp, they smell. <laughs> and say it's natural. Say it's natural when people to have they they were blind from, from them. We call you see a spirit in operation here. And you begin to cast it out. And some of you, some spirit don't have to even enter you because you are Christians. They can't enter you. But they can influence, they can walk around you. They can make you blind to so many things. They have made you blind to some money and you pass by the money. You saw someone, you saw the person only as a friend of the client. Then that person will have brought you big money. But they suppress that ability of making you see that person to bring you that thing. So you need an ability for your eyes to be open. The spirit of darkness, or it makes you move. Okay, when it possesses man, it's not that person cannot talk. 
Why do you see everyone putting out big sounds? They are making sounds. Meaning they can talk. Every human being has an ability to talk. And they are beginning to do that. And they are doing all those things. It is because the human body and the human spirit in the person knows I can talk. It wants to try to talk. But, but there is a spirit suppressing its tongue and its ability to talk. And the moment, so you see, when you are even casting them out, they are running on the floor, they are making some noise. The moment that spirit comes out, they, are they were not taught, but they can speak. You don't say Jesus, you can say Jesus. No, when were they taught? So you have a particular sickness, uh, it comes and goes. Today I'm fine, tomorrow. Doesn't mean that demon is out. He just knows how to suppress that ability of you thinking you are sick, and then he comes back again. He goes and come. No, it's not going and coming. It's there, but it has an ability to suppress and also upset that feeling. Uh, do you understand this thing I'm saying? So, when you begin to understand the operations of the spirit you will not grant them access into your life there are some spirit that have made people to take drugs for 15 years of their life every day they are taking drugs to treat one particular thing every day the next moment they can go to the hospital and the doctor tells them something has been added again and it is developing to from uh, type 1 to type 2 Because, because the spirit is thirsty, and instead of your eyes being open to what is taking place there, you have accepted the influence of that spirit, and you are feeding it with that acceptance. And as it begins to receive that acceptance, and then you begin to give it more medications every time. I'm not saying medications are wrong; they are God-given wisdom. But there are some things you should know that they are beyond medications. If not, you won't be feeling a spirit that wants to be fed. You understand? So you only be feeling on that medication. And it's not only you, but it is for that spirit actually. And that thing will only work perhaps for only five hours and then boom, the sickness comes up again. You must fight it. You must resist it and it will flee from you. Resist the devil and it will flee from you. As you are resisting the devil, you might not want to go at that instance, but keep resisting. The more you resist, the consistently you resist, it goes. Because your mind is made up, now it becomes weak to be able to live. Why is it that sometimes you are casting out the devil and it really takes five hours? Sometimes it takes five minutes, sometimes it takes a second. Because they are strong and weak spirit. For a spirit that is strong to become weak, you need to stop feeling it. How do you stop feeling some of the spirit to make them weak and cast them out? The way you think, the way you think about yourself. So, okay, 
if I have a problem with my leg and I can't move my leg, I shouldn't be thinking that, okay, uh, I am a cripple. The more I accept that, the more I feed them acceptance. Acceptance. You're making them strong. You're making their ground strong. You see, the more you tell someone you love them, the more, the more you show things, you do things to show, it makes the relationship stronger. The day you say, I don't love you, so all along what are you? So now, the day you say, I don't love you again, the love begins to weaken. But all this, when the love was growing, the same way it works with spirits. You feel death by accepting that, oh, okay, now I'm a cripple. But the day you refuse to accept that you're a cripple, you want to make actions. They'll tell you you cannot walk, they'll make you fall. But as you keep doing it, you begin to get down. There, there, there are some movements in the legs. And that's why they, they say, is it physiotherapy? Why people cannot work, they, they make them do it. And small, small, it's working. If they have sat there and accepted that they cannot do it, they cannot do that, they'll be there forever. But they refuse to accept it and they begin to make steps. And now, someone who cannot work or has been declared by a doctor not to be able to work forever, is not beginning to work. But they accept that they, they, they can work. And then that began, began to weaken that spirit. So we say, why are people who something happened to them because of accidents? Who caused the accident in the first place? Do you understand the point? The accident was a means to an end. The accident wasn't the main thing. That's the by the way. So, now understand these things. Are you with me here? So having this knowledge, when you take into your life, all of us here, we will see some element of some spirit being able to influence some aspect of our life. You will see it. Even if it's a delay, that spirit is not, it's not, that spirit enter you fast though. But it just makes an ability to make you delay things in your life. There's a spirit that can also enter man or influence man that makes no one trust you. People will not even want to be our people don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. You see, at a, at a midnight cry, we read a scripture. And the scripture says that this one has become very secure, carelessly secure in its lives. And it is called a liar of wild beasts. And he says that men shall pass by it and hiss at it and wave their hand at it. Okay. Now, for someone to hiss at you is like, like a snake. Why? Because when that spirit comes into you, it makes you deceptive. It makes you, it makes people see you as a liar. It makes people see you as a betrayer. And it begins to influence your life. So when anyone passes, they bring the sounds. You are deceptive. It's a spirit. So when they go to the beginning, when they see, they don't stand by the way they are. People are not able to stay around. When you see in your life that people are not able to stay around, know what spirit is in charge of you and cast it out. Are you here? Some people say the longest mission they stay in is two months, five months. One year, it's not working, so it's not working anymore. Cast that spirit out. Sometimes it's not character. Sometimes it's an influence of a spirit. 
Because sometimes you can try all that you can, but the person in your life will never appreciate it. It's not, no, no, no. It's a spirit. So you will do everything you, your boss wants you to do, yet they will call you incompetent. Why? It's a spirit. Remember, even if the spirit of failure comes, that failure itself has an ability to make you successful. So scripture says, even though they meant it for evil, he tells it for our good. So even the spirit of failure has an ability to make you successful. Quickly, now, having known where demons are, having known where falling uh, angels are and now falling angels, Mind you, the angels in the book of Genesis 6, 1 to 5 is different from fallen angels. They are a type of angel that came on earth. And these are fallen angels. That fallen angels are the ones who made a pulley tower with Satan. Okay? They made a pulley tower with Satan and then, uh, uh, and then they wanted to take over heaven. So later you see pulley tower taking place, you know where the influence is coming from. You get it? Pulley tower, from heaven. And only one person started it, Satan. So when you see Kurita in any country, know where it's coming from. They all want to do something good. They say they feel they are better than the leader uh, in the office, and they want to take over the office. Now, when they also come, some of feel that now you are not good. But the one who came first, well, no, I can do something better than the one today. It's a spirit that works. It's not just people coming together. It's a spirit, and I will show him here. Now, when Satan spoke to the angel that were under his command, they all bought into his message. And they all decided that they were going to fight against God. God casted them out by Ezekiel and Jeremiah and all that. When they came on earth, they did not become demons. They only they are not even called fallen angels. It is we humans that call them fallen angels. They are angels. Some are seraphim. Some are cherubims. They are not called fallen angels. No. So you can't be cast out and say fallen angel come out. No, no, no. We call them fallen angels because they fell from heaven. That's what they mean. They have names. So when you can give us a falling angel, don't know. No. No. Okay. Then we move further. The book of Revelation is number 12, the verse 7 to 9. Where are the falling angels?